T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris and we have a great episode for you today i'm very excited and incredibly thankful uh for what's in the box number two derek jita number, number two. two um we had a listener who chose to remain nameless uh, talking with us on Instagram and he was like, Hey, I want to send you guys a box of beer for your next what's in the box episode. We were like, sure, sure absolutely. And he goes, so, just so you know, I'm someone who's big in the black market beer trade and uh, I want to send you a box of beers that are very highly sought after. And Sorry, I'm thirsty. <laughs> me too. Uh, we've been waiting for a computer to start for oh, about 10 minutes. Um, and uh, and we were like, okay, cool, that sounds neat. And then he sent us the box, and he sent us the descriptions of the beers. And what we have is incredibly exciting. It's so, really, really banger cool. So we'll get to it in, in two seconds. I want to do a quicker weekend beer just so we can dive into the beers. We're doing three of them today. Uh, we got, was it eight, seven total? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, we got eight total. We eight. were a little time crunch today. We yeah. wanted to do more, but we're a little on a time crunch today. Um, we got eight total, so we're doing three today, and we're going to kind of stretch this out and drink some beers during regular episodes and maybe do a final for the last couple of beers as well. We'll, we'll figure it out. But Maybe um, we'll come in on a Saturday and drink all the barrel-aid stuff and just get loaded. <laughs> just get lit up mid-podcast. That sounds great. It's lit, fam. Uh, <laughs> that's what the kids say. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Um, or at least it was like three years ago, but now because we're in our 30s, it's like, ooh, three years ago, that's current. Yeah, usually when we think something, it's like, oh, we got pop culture. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I just kept saying Hellas in seventh grade. Well, but that's more of a West Coast thing than like a stop. than like a hot thing. So like, I think you're on the West Coast. You're fine to say Hellas. Hella sick. Yeah. Well, now you sound old, Joe. <laughs> um, all right. So quickly, week in beer. Uh, for me, I actually took an Instagram picture because last week I forgot my beer and uh, I was kind of upset about it. So this week... I got myself Montevilla's uh, Top the Citra, I think it was called, their uh, pale ale, which I had not seen on the shelf yet. Oh, I haven't seen that either. Um, so I got to try that. I got the Great Notion box of chocolates Imperial Stout. I got the Punk Rock Time drink. And I got Stone and Grown number three. Number three. From, uh, from Bale Brigger. Ruth, number three. <laughs> I had a quite enjoyable uh, day with those four beers. Uh, all four of them were dynamite. Uh, obviously, we know Punk Rock Time drink. Um 
But uh, the box of chocolates, I had seen Great Notion on the shelf there, and it's a little bit more expensive than the other, you know, regular cans that you're getting. But, you know, I was like, ah, I'd like to try this. I always like their stouts. So uh, I got that. That was really, really good and flavorful. Uh, I really like the Montevilla Citra Pale, and uh, Sonnen Grown 3 was great. I mean, their Sonnen Grown series is awesome. Yeah, people are loving it. It's really good. So I don't have a ton of, like, tasty notes that I remember. I just remember every time I poured one and I had my first sip, I was like, Oh, baby. <laughs> so those are my four for my week in beer. I got nothing else crazy special going on in that sense. Um, but uh, go get Montevilla if you haven't gotten it yet, because we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, brought some of those in. And um, if you can find Sun and Grown 3, if you've been drinking them all, do it. Do it. Um, let's see. Dang, now I can't remember the name of it. I drank that um, Old Highway, Old Cascade Highway from brothers cascadia okay i can't god no i can't remember what it was called it's in the fridge right now super cool label <laughs> west coast ipa from uh brothers cascadia to this point in my limited hatting of uh brothers cascadia you like how i made up that word hatting yeah um i think you is, thought it was a real word and then yeah. realized it was fake two seconds later <laughs> yeah. and you were like how do i salvage this uh that beer was phenomenal um, yeah, you gave me one. I haven't had it yet. I'm very excited to try yeah, it. Yeah, what did I tell you last night? I plan on drinking heavily tonight, and I wanted to make sure you got one so I didn't drink them all. <laughs> I actually didn't drink any of them last night. Oh. Because... Did you drink heavily still? No, not really. Oh. I, was, I was. I don't know what <laughs> I thought I was getting into, but I wasn't. Um, so I went down a little Block 15 path last night. Um, I drank the Little Dab, which is part of their Dab Lab, which is usually kind of like experimental, like cryo hops and lupulin powders and stuff like that, but they made like a four-point... 5% IPA. The hop character on it was awesome Ooh, good for being that low ABV, and I was really excited to try it. I also drank the Inter- Intergalactic Hop Shop, which I always thought was like more boozier than it was. It was only like 7.2. I thought that was great as well. And then Liberty and Justice for All, which I heard is uh, formerly Red, White, and Boom, which was a beer they always put out on 4th of July, which I thought was a triple IPA, but I was wrong. Well, at least this time around, it's only 7%. Not my favorite. One, one of the... One of the one of the block beers that didn't just jump out me. Right. And I grabbed a fresh flow and I'm if my memory serves me correct, that's a hazy one, but I figured I'd give it a shot. Yeah. Hey. We're being good. We're being good. I'm trying. We're both trying. Yeah. And then I got uh off a recommendation, I got a Pilsner from uh, Highland Park uh brewing in California that's supposed to be really, really good. And I still need to taste this Fort George Von Ebert collab. They did a side A and side B. Side A is a Pilsner, I believe. Well, they're both Pilsners. Um, side A is just a Pilsner, and Side B is a dry-hopped Pilsner. So, But I think it might be even the same recipe. Gotcha. So I thought I was even thinking about maybe even bringing them in and doing a podcast and kind of like side-by-side them and just kind of talk about the dry-hop character and what it adds, what it takes away, blah, blah, blah. That could be fun. Sounds good to me. Um you can find this podcast most places you find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, OmniRadio.com, 1080thefan.com. Subscribe, rate, review wherever you find us. Click download on the episodes. It helps us out. And um, if you have yet to leave a review and you listen to us frequently, please do. Because it helps. Um, all right. Oh, personal pages. Instagram.com slash beers on us is where you can find us as a podcast. I am on Twitter at Mike Lynch 27 Patrick's on Instagram at PDD085. Okay. Let's dive in to our second what's in the box. Um, We uh, posted a video on our Instagram page unboxing this box. I'll be honest, I've heard of very few of these breweries. Patrick knew about all of them, or at least had an idea about all of them. 
And uh, again, the the listener who sent this in to us gave us descriptions of all the beers, so we will be able to read those to you uh, as we get into them. Uh, so we're going to do three of them today because, like Patrick said, we're in a bit of a time crunch that will leave five yep. for uh, drinking over the next few weeks, yep, the, or uh, or a big episode. We'll we'll figure that out. Um, what are the basically three? all the barrel aged beers and then a Hellas, right? a Hellas, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what are the three that we are having today? The three we are going to drink today, we're starting with that we just poured. If you heard the, the can crack, is the Edel Export from Bierstadt, uh, uh, Bierstadt Lager House in uh, Denver, Colorado. Um, our good friend here, he needs a code name. They okay. need a code name. Okay. She needs a code name. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll think about it. We'll noodle okay. on it. Okay. Anyway, um, these were kind of so. I was told in the box that when you when you trade these boxes, you usually kind of the so, messenger. The messenger. Ooh, I like that. Mm. The messenger um, forum. Sorry, never mind. Um, so <laughs> that when you send these boxes, so if somebody's like, "Hey, you know, ISO this 2014 Dre Fontaine or, or you know this Treehouse beer." That you put that box together, but then you throw in a couple beers of something that you think is like up and coming that they didn't weren't necessarily looking for, but something that you it's kind of like a it's kind of like a good faith gesture. Right. Like here's a couple extra beers. Uh, let me know what you think about it. And the beer stop beers were that for us. Now I've been very fortunate that I've been to this brewery in in Colorado. Um, it's kind of down the street from Coors Field. Sort of a bunch of breweries around there. Okay. Um, they are famous for their five-minute Pilsner um, that you literally takes five minutes you to wait. pour. Yep, yeah. They do tra- traditional German style. I've had that from them. I had a Meritzen from them. I had a Dunkel from them. I believe I've had this Hellas from them, but I can't remember, so I'm excited to eventually jump into that. Um, but the messenger described this brewery, and I think they are kind of spot on as basically like a Wayfinder-esque okay. sort of thing, like steeped in traditional style German stuff. Uh, and I was really excited. This was definitely a treat. Um, the the barrel aged stouts were kind of more in your vein, kind of an idea. And the messenger kind of I'm threw very these, excited about that. And the messenger kind of threw these in here to kind of tickle my fancy. And I'm really excited because, other than that one time, I've never had a beer stout beer again, and I really liked the place. It was a really cool spot. Well, the very first thought I had when my when I sipped it was, man, that still tastes really fresh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a that is a delightful first sip that I had there. The flavors. Ugh. I mean, you're the, he's the messenger is right. Uh, yeah. It is, it is very wayfinder esque. It is very traditional. And this one is it's the Edel what? The Edel Export. Edel Export. Um, so it's, it's like an it's like an export lager, like a like a Dortmunder. But it's really flavorful too. Like sometimes uh, it maybe flavorful is the wrong word. It's less bready than I would expect when you think when you hear that. At least for me, um, it really pops with flavor. It's a really really. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take another sip to try to figure out the flavors I'm tasting. But my first impression was, ooh, I like that. <laughs> Packaged on June 25th. Hollow. That's pretty fresh. <laughs> uh, the definition, our good friend and traveling companion, Bill Haas, is depicted on this label. He is an accomplished brewer from the much-awarded Sandlot Brewing. His passion and knowledge of German brewing beers and breweries is exhaustive. His knowledge of the Bavarian train schedules encyclopedic. This beer was an attempt to mimic a beer he drank in Bavaria as a young man while peddling around Bavaria and Franconia. This is his recipe and was our privilege to have made this export lager at Bierstadt. You can spot him at our taproom frequently. He's the one saying, wait a minute, drinking one of his signature FO6 blends. I don't really know what that means, but... 
Anyway, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm having a really hard time describing the flavor I'm getting with it. Maybe you can help me with it because when I think of like German style lager, mm-hmm. I think a little like a little bit bready, uh, a little bit like uh, really rich mid palate. Um, am I wrong when I'm when I'm saying that? Uh, you know, I don't get bready in everything. Okay. Um, Maybe it's just mostly pilsners. Maybe I'm just combining two styles in my head or something. But yeah, the, the ex- this this tastes very clean and pop of flavor, but not like clean fruity or anything. Term. It's just like it, it just pops, and I'm having a hard time figuring out what that flavor is. Well, one of the nice things, you know, one thing that I really like about exports, just kind of in general, is you know by design that kind of larger body. That, that it's got that little more malt forward flavor that gives it a little more robustness. It's interesting that this is only at 5.2% because a lot of exports I see a little more like 5.6, five, 5.7, five, stuff like that. But clean, crisp, clean is the best word possible for this beer. Uh, this is one of the cleanest lagers I've had in a very uh, long time yeah, it is, out, it out, is. outside of just drinking our lagers, which I can't get enough of. It is very see-through, too. I mean, it mm-hmm. is like, we're talking like cider levels of uh, see-through. Yeah, it's got some good bitterness on the back end. You know, I think... Is there I, a I, sweetness in here? There's I, some, Yeah, I think there's a touch of sweetness. There's something going but on. But I, I, I just like the, the, the weight of the body, I think, is just kind of right there. This is a cool beer. It does have a really good body on it. Um, it kind of just like sits in the middle of your palate. But the kind of like the sweetness and the bitterness really kind of counterbalance that because the body's really heavy. And if you have that the entire way through the sip, it's like you get that kind of like sucking your teeth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this cuts it because it's got the sweetness in the beginning and then the bitterness at the end. Man, this is really good. Yeah. I like I, this a lot. Yeah. And let's see. The Hellas was canned. Hellas is a little older. We probably should have got on it. But, uh, well, she's got a little staying power. Too too late for that. She'll now. be fine. <laughs> She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Um, wow. All right. So Bierstadt. I I went to Denver two years ago and did not know about Bierstadt and did not go to Bierstadt. I went to Ratio. I went to Epic. I went to Our Mutual Friend. I went to uh, Great Divide, and I went to another one that was near Coors Field that was like the original brewery in the city. Um, I don't remember the name of it. Breckenridge. No. Uh, That's literally right across the street, but I think it's in the neighborhood, like next to it. I think AB and Bev just bought that or Coors. Um, but I didn't hear about this one. I wish I had heard of it and gone when I was there because it's I had a, a couple of days where I was just wandering. It's a really cool place. I think it was the first when I went for JBF with the the Breakside fam. It was the first spot we went to, and it was it was great. I really enjoyed it. The hype was real. Uh, uh, that's why going with G- for GABF, everyone knows all the good breweries. Yeah, yeah. I was just doing and, it myself. And uh, so to get to to see. The PDF that the messenger sent um, to see that, hey, I threw these extra in their beer stop beers. I was like, oh, my God, beer stop beers. <laughs> I want more. It was Wincoop Brewing Company. Okay. That was uh, one of the OGs in the city. It was in this really old-fashioned building, and they had, like, Rocky Mountain Oysters in the menu, and they had a stout that was made with Rocky Mountain Oysters, which was interesting. That's testicles. Um, wow. Okay. Great first impression on this box. So wow, we. So I had chatted with some friends because I had peeked in the box. Plus Ooh-wee. I have. Plus I have this document, and I chatted with my friends Dave and Jamie, and was kind of like, "So this is what they sent." And every beer that I mentioned, they were both just like, "Whoa!" When you told me you were getting a box sent to you, they expected what? What did Dave call it? Dave called it a bubblegum cookie cutter 
bull s <laughs> and i was like yeah man you never know then i started rattling things off i was like you know i was like oh i don't know why he sent us a dre fontaine oud goose because we can get that stuff around here and then it's 2014 and you're like uh so they they were quite impressed um these are these are some some beer snob homies of mine uh that were quite impressed with the beers they sent the next beer the description. I love the noise you made of like excitement for 2014. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do my Homer Simpson. You were kind of like rubbing your chest too a little bit. It's very um, sensual. Uh, dude, I'm so excited to drink that. Uh, and the next one is uh, the description. Our cross-continental IPA made with Australian and American hops. This tropical heavy IPA opens up in the glass with notes of hugely flavorful notes of lemon lime, pineapple, orange sorbet, and tangerine. It has a soft but pointed bitterness and a rich velvety mouth feel. The interesting thing this is, is Treehouse? the secondary value of this can is $10 per can, and this is green from Treehouse. Okay. Um, and this is a regular IPA. This is, I believe this is one of, if one of, if not their flagship IPA. This is okay. the one I feel like I see the most. Okay. Um, I've had this beer before. So I have not had Treehouse, right? Um, we've talked you about have it. not had Treehouse. Yeah, we've talked about it before. The fact that you are drinking Alchemist and Treehouse beer in this in like the span of three months it blows my mind. <laughs> I, I should feel really special, <laughs> you but it's, you should. But it's like it's still so new to me the whole black market thing that I'm like, okay, cool. But it's like those are really popular beers. So yeah, fantastic. yeah. And I've just been lucky, you know. I work in the beer scene, and I I, I know friends, and I know last year uh, Ben Edmonds and another one of our brewers, David, they went to Extreme Beer Fest, which is in Boston every year. Which you should put that on your bucket list, Extreme Beer Fest. So it's just like the craziest stuff you can create. Is there metal being played in the background? Like, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I drink hope so. beer, drink beer. But they ended up driving up to Treehouse to kind of like they wanted to feel the hype. I was like, Ben, you waited in line. He was like, feel Yeah, we. Feel that. Yeah, he was like, yeah, we want to just kind of see how it was. I was like, I'm sure you could call somebody and not wait in line. And he was like, nah, I just, I felt, I wanted to wait in line. Met some friends, talked with some people. It was a good time. Anyway, they brought back a bunch of Treehouse and I was able to try it. Um, but this is canned on 617. Okay, so it's so three it's weeks. also really fresh. Yeah. Um, that's the tricky thing about um, a lot of this beer trading stuff, especially with the hazies. And I just think hazies in general don't have a long shelf life. So you want to get them and drink them as soon as possible, which is why we're going to drink both of them today. Gotcha. Yeah, when we were talking about what we were going to drink, we knew the barrel-aged stuff and the sours were going to be good for a while. So we were like, ah, we, we don't need to have those immediately. Um, and that's why we picked the IPA first. Oh, this is definitely a hazy. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah, it's Vermont. They they, they don't make clear IPA. Well, I said, is it a regular IPA? Or they're Massachusetts, excuse me. And you said yes. So I thought I was getting the clearer here, but based on the description, the flavors were very, uh, very hazy sounding. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, these guys are in sorbet. These guys, you might not want to dump the whole thing in there. Okay, there might be a little, little nasty at the on bottom. the bottom. Yeah, but I mean, these guys, Treehouse. When it comes to your hazy IPAs, Treehouse are, I don't know, they're. Whoa. I don't want to say gold standard per se, but I mean, they are massively popular. One of the most sought after beers. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't seen them in this COVID. If we saw Alchemist, I thought I was thinking, damn, they're going to send Treehouse out here or what? Um, take a sniff because that is a very different smelling hazy. Mm -hmm. It smells more vegetal. Uh, and, and to be fair, in, in the Northeast, they make hazies different than we do. Yeah. You know, well, isn't that kind of where the hazy was born, the New England style IPA? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, they, they make it a little differently than we do. 
Um, some for good reasons, some for bad reasons. And I think we do some really cool stuff on the West Coast. The thing you have to remember with hazies and that I try to keep in mind when I'm drinking hazies is hazies are no different than IPAs, okay? Like, we're very critical and we love our IPAs and they're awesome. But there are, you know, 75% of the IPAs out there are not good. Right. Are not good. I mean, even in this town. Hazies, we have to treat the same way. That there are ones that are good. And I remember the first time I had this, I remember enjoying it. I had this, their double, I think, is called Blue. Um, and then they have kind of one-offs in these kind of series. Well, I've taken two sips. The smell is very vegetal. It's it's actually kind it's of... good hop character. It, it's, a, it's a smell that I like because it reminds me of the good fresh hop beers when you get that like really like salt, like salt of the earth smell from it. This is actually solid. For a hazy IPA, mm-hmm. there's a lot of bitterness in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fruit flavor is not overpowering. There's no pulp going on. Um, it is not chalky. Not chalky either. It's. I knew it. Frankly, it's pretty crisp for a hazy. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's not crisp compared to the beer stout we just had. I mean, that was like literally like see-through clean. But f- we've had a lot of hazies. And the most recent one we had was three-way, which was rough, really bad. Uh, sorry, it was. Uh, it was chalky. Mm. It was just not super great. Uh, there was a little bitterness in it that I enjoyed, but other than that, it was just kind of mediocre. Um, this one has all the qualities that I wanted in that, but it's in this. Mm-hmm. It's got great bitterness throughout. The fruit flavors are not overpowering. The nose on it kind of really adds to a adds to the flavor. Um, there's a little something in there that I don't love, um, and maybe that's just because I still haven't really grasped the the palette for hazies but um otherwise this might be the best hazy i've had well I mean, we've had some decent ones stuff that we've liked i remember the other one that keeps popping in my head is lewitt's hazy i remember liking a lot yeah, we did like that a lot um but uh, beyond that i haven't had a ton where i've been like "Ooh, i would drink this again uh, the clarity rarity from Bailbreaker was solid as well actually um but i hate that name yeah i know because it tricks you <laughs> but uh it this is really good um I could have another one of these. I'm pretty. I'm pretty impressed, actually. It was so funny. I took a sip of it. I was like, "Oh man, is that what I think it is?" Because <clears throat> I have learned something with my palate. Okay. There is a very, very popular hop used these days. Galaxy um, in hazy specifically that are just not my jam. And I tasted it, and I was kind of like, "Man, that." This got a galaxy in it, and I turned and it said, "We're excited that you're holding Treehouse Brewing Company's Galaxy Hop Filled American IPA Green." I was like, <laughs> "God damn it!" <laughs> However, I think that there is a decent amount of bitterness in this, and um, that has the juicy flavors. It's dry, but it doesn't overpower you with the juice. Yeah, it's kind of dry and and bitter for a hazy. That the galaxy isn't so like beat over my face but people love that people love i was talking with dylan who's our r&d brewer at Slaptown, and he was weird he was like oh yeah you don't like galaxy and i was like not really he's like that's crazy because i love it <laughs> so it's just it's just a a, a a taste thing um this is great the the only thing uh, this might be wrong again <laughs> mike's like this is the best hazy i've ever had and it's like you're drinking green from treehouse <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I know, I know. Just somebody that's been a nerd on this scene for a while. When I opened up the box, this is why the podcast yeah, works because yeah, I'm still sort of a noob. Okay. When I opened up the box and I pulled up, I like looked down and I saw this green can and I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" And I lifted <laughs> it up and I was like, "I hate Mike Lynch." Oh, we just threw a really fresh Pliny in there the other day too. Oh, but, but I've had Pliny before. But I mean, so. still, like, yeah, I know. Like I you're kind of, you're kind of like. The magic carpet ride. People here, are you jealous know. of me, the regular consumer <laughs> yeah. getting these. Um, there is only one thing I would say I'm critical of with this, and I, this might be the wrong flavor. I'm getting a little bit, like a little bit of that alcohol. Oh, you're tasting a little booze uh, that you would get like when you have a really strong bourbon barrel stout and it's overdone. It's like sli- it's the last two sips I had. There was a slight too much booze going on. Seven point five in the middle. Yeah, but I think with hazies when it gets. You know, a lot of hazies are up there in ABV, and I think it's easy to kind of taste that booze a little bit. I know it's something that we fight in in our hazies because some of our hazies, we we think the higher ABV gives a little more like girth, a little more body sort of structure to it. But I know that it's that it's still a challenge to to make sure that it doesn't taste overly boozy. That's a big issue I have with a lot of double IPAs, which is why I don't drink a lot of double IPAs outside of the fact that, you know, I just don't want to get smashed. But it's because a lot of times it's sweet and you can taste the booze, you know, but I think double IPAs, we got to look the same way as we look at hazies and IPAs. Most of it out there is just frankly not that good. You got to find the good ones. All right, we're going to take a quick pause. We're going to come back with the final beer we're going to do from the box today. And are we doing a beer of the week today? We can. We got one in the fridge. And we'll do beer of the week with that as well. So a little two-segment podcast for you here. We'll be right back. Beers and us, Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris, Sarah Nevada Pale Ale. All right, welcome back into What's in the Box. What's in the uh, hype box? I'm telling you. Is that what we're calling this? Yeah, What's in the Hype Box. Okay. Well, that's what the messenger sent us. Right. And the other ones were called Opening the Box. Now we're switching it to What's in the Box. We don't know what we're doing, but you know what? We're flying by the seat of our pants, and it's great. I've said this a thousand times, and I might have even said it on the last What's in the Box episode. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey. Well, maybe not Spacey now, but... Yeah, let's not bring that name up. Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman... They make seven right now, and Brad Pitt's walking away with a statue. Oh, probably. Because he's, like, younger. And so that scene in the end where he's like, what's in the box? And I won't tell you what's in the box, just in case you haven't seen that movie, even though it's 20 years old. It is um, a great movie. If you it is a great it. movie. It's also really disturbing. Um, so just be warned. I think that's a moment where you're kind of, his acting is a, a touch cringy. Not not bad. But you're just kind of like, ooh. He's trying too hard. You're really trying. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it when you're not trying. You see that beautiful man next to you, Morgan Freeman. He doesn't try, and it yeah. works. Yeah, Brad Pitt has gotten better as he, he stopped got, trying as yep, hard. He stopped trying, and he's a lot better. And I think if they made that movie now, um, yeah, I think Pitt walks home with an Oscar. All right. But it's also old cop, young cop sort of thing. It can't be like old cop and less old cop. <laughs> <laughs> True. Touche, touche, touche. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see that. I see that. Because, you know, Morgan's the, the, the veteran, the, the the leader, and and Brad's the, the, the hotshot young guy, young detective. You know, I got to watch the movie again because... Can't be a 47-year-old hotshot young detective in I've 2020. Only, I've only seen that movie once or twice. It's incredible. Um, and it was really disturbing, which is why I didn't yeah. watch it. But, um, but yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt, I want to say... My God, I'm a moron. Please excuse my ignorance. Edward Norton. What's the name of that movie? Brad Pitt. His name is Robert Paulson. Thank you. Jesus Christ, Mike. Um, 
that was the first movie as young Brad Pitt where he like showed his no care side because mm-hmm. he's just like super, super cool. Super good in that movie. And he's super Tyler good Durden. in that movie. Yes. God, how did I forget Fight Club? I'm an idiot. I, I even quoted the effing movie. Yeah. My, his name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> and I'm like, what is the name of the movie? Fight Club, duh. That's like the first one when he's younger where you're like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, Brad Pitt. There you go. I also liked him in Legends of the Fall. Okay, I don't think I've seen that. Uh, he was, which it, it, it's like a really like corny romance sort of thing. Anthony Hopkins is in it, Julie Ormond. He's great in the Oceans movies too. Yeah, those are fluff movies. But they're good movies. Uh, but also. Except for 12. Also, 12 sucks. also good young Brad Pitt is 12 Monkeys. You want to see something that will really mess with your brain. Oh, I never saw go that. Go watch 12 Monkeys. Okay. It might freak you out about what's going on in today's world, but you should watch 12 Monkeys. Okay. All right. What's the what's the third and final uh, what's in the box beer that we're having today before our beer of the week? So the third and final what's it's in the another, box another beer. Another hazy. Is another hazy. We're going to continue on this treehouse trend. Okay. As this is the second treehouse can we got from the messenger. messenger. This is Juice Machine. Juice Machine was originally devised and brewed to support our very first trip, very first trip to Extreme Beer Festival in 2014. It is essentially a marriage of the King Julius malt build with a hopping schedule more intense than Very Green. I believe Very Green is the double IPA version of okay. Green. The use of Magnum, Columbus, Amarillo, Citra, and Galaxy creates perhaps our most complex beer with unapologetic flavors of mango, creamy orange sorbet, papaya, and passion fruit with the wave after wave of juicy hop flavor. Now, I've never seen this beer. Okay. I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen this beer. I've definitely never had it, but I don't know if I've ever seen this beer, although the more and more I stare at the label, the more and more I think I have. It is an American double IPA at 8.2%. Uh, the messenger on this also kind of listed what their secondary value is, okay. which I find really interesting because a lot of stuff I've seen in my very little time of researching, because I do want to get into this, is a lot of it is just like trades. It's not always a, a dollar value on it, but it's really cool that the messenger put some dollar values on it. Green, $10 a can, which is expensive. Yeah. If you think about it, you yeah, know, yeah. most most cans around here are four to five bucks. Right. Um, How was the beer? Was the beer stock? Did it have a value on it? It or? didn't have a value, no, because they were just, that was his they were just the extras. Yeah, right, right. As as the messenger called them, the extras. Um, this one's secondary value is up to fifty dollars a can. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Fifty dollars for a can, a can of a double IPA, sixteen ounce can, yeah. sixteen ounce can of a double IPA. Um, we'll take a sip, sir. June nineteenth. All right, so we're still about three weeks old. You know, now I want to know who the messenger has got on his team because these beers are all super fresh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It's like these beers are super fresh that yeah. I almost can't tell if travel has done anything bad to them um, because they're fresh. Well, like traveled. I don't think travel did anything to that is, export from that Beerstadt. A, well, you're saying that as if it's like a concerning thing. Like, isn't that a great thing? That travel did nothing bad to it? Well, yeah, but traveling, though, you're going to have fluctuation of temperatures, and you're going to have the... You don't know how... Like, when I got the box, you know, and it's taped up and it's given to me, you know, the messenger did... There's some styrofoam, and there was, you know, bubble wrap, and everything was kind of secured in there, but you still don't know how aggressive someone's handling the bottle, the right. box, you know? Right. So how, how much has it been roused up? How much these cans have been shaken up? Has it gone from cold to super hot to medium temperature to hot again to cold like we don't know i mean probably and then it's a fair assumption but i haven't i mean i haven't tasted this yet but i haven't seen anything that makes me think we're in trouble in terms of the way uh travel 
which is always what's concerning. I can't imagine drinking either of these beers past 45 days, Well, and they're less than 30. Take a sip. Uh, take a smell. The smell is very similar to the first, uh, the, the green uh, from Treehouse. You smell? Yeah, I smell like mosaic hops. Yeah. It's got a little bit more of a juicy smell to it. Um, it gives you the same kind of vegetal idea in the beginning, but the juice pops out a little bit more in the nose. Um, this beer is also really good. Yeah, I uh, don't. This is very, in terms of my limited palate for hazies, this is very comparable to the green, but uh, it's got way more complexity hop wise because they use more hops in it. Because the because the green was just Galaxy, right? Mm -hmm. And this you said well, had, Galaxy Forward. I mean, it's not a single hop. There might be some other in it, but but this was promoted as Mosaic promoted, Galaxy yeah. and a couple of others, right? So yeah, this one is Magnum Columbus Amarillus Citroen Galaxy. Oh, okay, so not Mosaic. Oh, not Mosaic. Okay. Um, but yeah, so a couple of hops, a couple that were very, very... Still taste that galaxy. Very used to as well. Um, this is also good. Yeah, they, well, this is this is such an interesting beer for me. Because um, they, they sound like machine. it's super juicy, but again, I'm not getting that that stupid pulp that you get with some of like the this overly juicy beers that I've had before. See, this, this beer, by design, and this isn't a, a slight on Treehouse by any means, but... This beer, by design, represents everything I really don't like in Hazy's. You know, its ABV is really high. It's a double IPA. Um, there's, you know, there's, it's got Galaxy in it, which is something I don't care for. It is super juicy, super soft. So, like I said, it represents everything I dislike right. about this style of Hazy's. I think this is fairly solid. The, I think the, the bitterness is really good. The bitterness is there. It's got a dry finish. Um... Again, Galaxy is a featured thing, and Galaxy, maybe not a featured thing, but it's coming through um, so probably Maybe I'm also just like nitpicking, or it could also be placebo effect. I'm not sure. But this is, for what it is, this is well-crafted. Yep. It doesn't taste cheating. It doesn't taste fake. Um, yeah, there's no chalkiness to it. There's no... For how, it, it, for how heavily they sold the fruit forwardness of it, the juice of it... We've had beers here that are quote unquote juicier in a bad way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. This is juicy in a way that is still an IPA. Mm -hmm. um, and for that, I say Bravo Treehouse. Holy cow. I never thought that I would sit down and go, I'd have multiple of these hazy beers, but I would have multiple of both of these hazy beers. <laughs> And it's funny is I actually taste the alcohol less in this. I do too. Even though it's slightly higher. Yeah, I do too. Uh, the booziness is not quite as apparent. But but I think I think a part of that is also a little bit a part of this style of this unfiltered New England style um, IPA is that the softness and the juiciness kind of masks it. You know, I think this is something that the Ruse boys are very good at. I think they are very good at hiding the ABV in their hazies with good hop character and, you know, good citrus juice, like tropical flavors. You know, that's kind of their design of their Ruse beers. And I think that that's why they, you know, they aren't as big as Treehouse by any means. But, you know, I'll, I'll bet you if I send some Ruse hazy IPAs across the country, someone's going to look in that and be like, like if I made a box for them. And then their extras, like we got the beer shot extras, and I threw some ruse beers in there. I think someone would pee their pants. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like me. I'm like, oh, beer shot. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my like, God. Oh, I've heard about this ruse thing, and no one will ever dial in from a mosaic. Give it to me. 
<laughs> I would hope that the people on the other side of the country who are receiving the box would know about that, right? You're you in that little like situation you crafted. Mm-hmm. You're you're assuming that they know everything about like the beer out here. I think they kind of do. I I'm I'm saying I hope that you're correct with yeah. that. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I know who Bierstadt is, right? And every brewer I know in this town knows who Bierstadt is. So, but it's I didn't know they canned. Right. So you're kind of like, oh, Bierstadt cans. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a little classic like German look to it, the cans as well. Yeah, I just looked at it and it said Bierstadt. And I was like, wait, like Denver, Colorado? <laughs> Did they steal it from somebody? Oh my God, it's from Denver. Oh my God, it's Bierstadt. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, these. This turned out well. Uh, listeners, friends, <laughs> family, <laughs> country people. Yes, country people. <laughs> Not like bumpkins, but like, you know, we live People in this... who live in our country. That aren't allowed to leave this country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Borders are closed to us now. Um, I never thought. Gotcha. I would. So I started blasting. Bang, bang. I never thought that I would enjoy hazies like I've enjoyed these two hazies. I mean, so thank you, the messenger, for including these in here. I mean, welcome to the hazy brewery in America. I, I. I apologize. Trillium's also up there as well. I apologize for not understanding the weight of the beers that I'm drinking fully. Uh, Patrick is doing a great sales job on me, so I understand, but. Just naturally, I didn't. Um, well, and we haven't even gotten into the barrel aged stuff. The bar- this barrel aged stuff is. I am, I am so excited to try those two stouts. Yeah, I mean these these beers these beers on on their their secondary market value as the messenger states are all over fifty bucks. Right, there isn't even a number on that twenty fourteen Trey Fontaine. <laughs> but that's remember I told you I bought a I bought a bottle for fifty bucks. Yeah, that's this brewery. Right, but um, this is older. This is older. I wanted that for the raspberries and um, the one that I bought. I bought that $50 one that just came out, the Lambic with uh, raspberries or something like that, because I'm going to drink it on my 50th birthday. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. You did if talk about that. If I make it there. Um, if we all make it there. If yeah. we all make it there. Uh, I never thought I would like hazies like this, and I am shocked. Yeah. Well, shocked, I tell you. I mean, this is kind of the gold standard, you know? Well, I'm glad the gold standard meets the expectations of being gold standard because we've we've been told of hazies that are very good and we have not liked them very much. That is true. And these so, are a little more these are what I like to call hazy IPAs for IPA drinkers. This, let's let's not forget there is nothing on any of these cans that say hazy. True. Nothing. Yeah. The descriptors Nothing that says unfiltered, nothing. The descriptors make you know it's a hazy. Based on the flavor profile, I don't think the green makes you think it's a hazy. No, when you read the flavor, our orange sorbet. I mean, okay, fair that's, enough. And it's in both of them. That's a hazy. Um, but yeah, you're right. They don't. It's funny. I'm frustrated when people don't tell me it's a hazy. <laughs> but in this case, I'm like, well, but I get it because well, it's like it's still good. And especially for green, green's been around longer than this hazy trend, mm. and so nobody even probably every you know, and I, <clears throat> I don't know. I've I've never been to Massachusetts, so. I don't know what they called it back there 15 years ago, but the word hazy might have only been in a descriptor. No no one probably was like, oh, yeah, those guys make those hazy IPAs. No, they'd be like, oh, yeah, they make a lot of really cool IPAs. They're really juicy, and they're kind of like a cloudy or like a hazy aesthetic to it. They would never have associated the word hazy with the style like, like we the o- do now. They're like the OGs. They're yeah. some of the OGs. Yeah, they've been doing this for a while. Well, very good. The Treehouse beers are great. The beer shot one they had was delightful. Uh, and I'm very excited to do the rest of the ones that are in the box as well as I, we move forward. I mean, my favorite was the beer shot, but that should be no surprise. My favorite was the... 
That's tough. Of these two, I think of these two, I think I like the green the most. I think I do no, too. No. Let me take another sip of this. I think it's because well, the only thing holding me up about picking the green was that I could taste the booze in it more than this one. Um, but I think I'm gonna pick the green because it is slightly less juicy. I think so, I'm gonna take the green because I think it had more bitterness than this. Yep. I guess it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it was more galaxy forward in the green, which, you know, me as I've kind of lamented about that it's not my favorite. Um, but I liked the bitterness and the dry finish. Um, so, yeah, out of these three, my favorite was the green. Shocking. A hazy, my favorite. All right. Beer of the week time. Is that weird doing it in the middle of the segment? Yeah, definitely. No? Sorry. It's my thing now. I got to do it. Plus, like, am I putting this beer of the week in this hazy IPA glass? <sighs> Look at you, like, thinking ahead. Well, yeah. Having forethought. Well, yeah, this thing is like filled with juice and galaxy. Okay. We'll be right back. Beers on us, Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time. Oh, Here on Beers on baby. Us. Here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick oh, Harris. Oh, Mikey. Beer of the week time. So... We had a couple of beers in the fridge that we had brought in last week. Yeah, and uh, from we were, Chris Martin. Yeah, we were just uh, shout out Chris. We were just saving uh, saving for a future episode. Um, this was one that I figured kind of fit the theme of this episode the best. Uh, so this is what I chose for the beer of the week. Uh, there is a bit of a fear that it might be oxidized based on the travel time and all that kind of stuff, but. Um, would you do the honors of uh, telling me exactly what beer I'm having here? Sure, man. There's a lot. Here. There's a lot of stuff on this um, okay. that um, I can attempt to pronounce, but it's not worth it. Um, this beer is called Tipo Pills from. I don't know, man. <laughs> from an Italian brewery. From an Italian brewery. I'm assuming Maybe. it's the one underneath the name. La Auto Cosenza? Maybe. Cosienza? Maybe. Cool. It's an Italian pilsner brewed with noble hops. Cogli Lamatillo Cogli Lessa. Well, you moved again. Yeah, yeah. Cogli La Ascenza. La Ascenza. Unfiltered, unpasteurized, unparalleled beer as it is. So this is one of the apparently the original Italian style pilsners. That's what Chris told me. Um, this is brewed in Italy, cold shipped by tank container. Dry hopped and canned fresh. So they literally brew this, ship the tank to Connecticut, and can it fresh. Okay. Um, that's insane. Yeah. And brewed really cool. By, brewed by Barifico Italiano 22070 Limido Camasco, Italy. That's the name of the brewery? I'm sure I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Barifico Italiano is, I believe, what it's called. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah now I see. Yeah. Pirifico Italiano. Okay. That was racist. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you're just trying to do the accent. That's not racist. It's, it's terrible. Okay. It's yeah, okay. But, you know, Italians don't speak Mozzarella. like that. Yeah, they don't speak like that. Well, sometimes they do. They dive in football like that, though. <laughs> Hey-o! Woo! <laughs> gotcha! Uh, also, I have really racist fans. <laughs> Woo! In fact, the most in the world. Woo! Yeah, they throw uh, bananas at black players. Yeah, great, I don't know, great, man. Great. I'm sure there's stuff said at NFL games that aren't so great. Probably. Um... So, uh, pretty cool they shipped the entire... <laughs> so ridiculous. The entire thing. They shipped the whole tank. To Connecticut. Can you imagine um, being the boat driver, like the captain of that boat? You're like, what's our cargo today? It's a giant tank full of beer. 
Oh, really? <laughs> from Italy they, to Connecticut. You think they just like steal oh, really? little, little pulls from just it? just quickly learning how to like pull off the Zwickle. Yeah. Like, how do I get Yeah, how some... do you unscrew the bar? Okay, all right. I have a pint glass with me. He's, what did he you know? Find, he finds a way to dry hop it on the ship <laughs> and then carve it up on the ship. It gets there and they're like, I thought you shipped us 120 barrels. Why is there only 70? You're like... <laughs> Hey, man, I just drive the boat. Yeah. No, he was. Hey, man, I just drive the boat. What's all this bulk CO2 on this boat doing? <laughs> We're shipping that, too. Don't worry about it. Um, In fact, I'm going to go take a nap. You guys finish up. So the, the Italian-style Pilsner is one that we've seen more of in the last year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Von Ebert does one. That's that's our favorite one that I, I think, uh, you know. Yep, Wayfinder does one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple others. Yeah, there's the Terrifica. Um, Horror Pills. The Agostini uh, from uh, Von Ebert. Yep. Um, we there's made a couple one. others. We made one, too. Natalie made one at the Deacon Pub that I really, really liked. I can't remember what it was called. Anyway, th- it's definitely a trend we've been seeing. Kind of a little mini trend in the Crispy Boy life. I remember asking. Ooh. 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 <laughs> Ooh. Either way, continue. <laughs> Sorry to completely derail us. You guys are very confused right now. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Don't you effing worry. Uh, you won't be confused soon. Um, uh, yeah, you lost it, huh? <laughs> now your brain's just like... Bow, 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 bow. Well, now I'm thinking about tomorrow. Anyway, so I started blasting. Bang, bang! <laughs> now I'm thinking about tomorrow, and I'm very excited. Um, anyway, uh, so... I remember asking... Um, when we did our Von Ebert episode, Sam, right? Sam, yep. I remember asking I saw Sam, Sam the other day. We just collabed on a double IPA with them. Pecoraro? Yes. Ooh, look at that. I remember the last name better than the first name. Um, he, I asked him, I was like, what's the difference between an Italian IPA and like this other thing? And he goes like, oh, you know, it's just the style based on some of the malts used and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's kind of cool that we got one that's the original, essentially, from Italy. Yeah. Um, I, I will say the fear of oxidization, it's there. Yeah. You can taste the cardboardiness in it sure. a little bit. Um, it's kind of right at the beginning of the sip, and then you kind of start to get those Italian pills flavors kind of masking it at the yeah, end. So actually... it's not it's not really overpowering it, but it is there. There's still some cool hop character to it, though. Yeah, for sure. It, it's just... It, the only negative is that the very first impression you get is, ooh, that's oxidized. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, okay, but I see where this is coming from. Yeah, I kind of... So every once in a while when I drink lagers... And maybe you, maybe some of you out there listening to this can agree or at least understand what I'm saying. Is it might be it might be a sulfur compound thing, and I'm not saying that this beer has sulfur in it per se. It's a little soapy. But there's is that a is that a thing of oxidization? That is a thing. Okay. Well, that's just a flavor thing in general. Okay. Right. Um, I am getting that a little bit. Um, that there's this like when I take when I take a sip of a of a beer and most I, I get this mostly when I drink lagers I don't get it a lot of times when I drink hoppy beers or like malt like heavy malt forward beers when I take a drink and I swallow and I almost like exhale after the beer's gone down the throat hot no not hot it's almost this like let's make a joke oh. <laughs> sorry nice totally over your head on that one <laughs> XX dash six nine six nine four twenty nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's almost like I br- I have this exhale breath, and I'm getting these extra flavors, and <sighs> and that's where I'm getting that's where I'm getting kind of a lot of the like some of the oxidation from it. 
That's where I'm getting some of that cardboard. Yeah. But in the mid palette, though, I'm still getting some really nice kind of really nice Pilsner malt character, some really nice Noble Hop character. Um, I think this beer, if you know, if really fresh, and and Chris was you know Chris even admitted he was like might be a little old, might be a little oxidized. If I see some fresh stuff, I'll get it to you. I'll bet you this beer fresh is fire, yeah, hot fire. Uh, is that what the kids say? It's lit, fam. Thank I only you. know Travis Scott. Thank I you. I actually couldn't pick Travis Scott out of a lineup, um, but my girlfriend's seven-year-old might be able to. Yeah, yeah. Kylie Jenner's baby daddy. Um, I thought that was Tyga. No, no. That's Travis Scott. Um, Does Tyga have a baby with one of those people? No, Tyga used to date her, I think. Um, anyway. Oof. Woof. Uh, there is a bit of a soapiness to this, which I don't love, but it is very, it's got a good dry character well, they put in the middle. They're Italians. Oh, oh, right, right. Do <laughs> I have joking. the gene? I didn't think I had the gene <laughs> where you joking. tasted it like soap. Um, Thank God I don't have that gene. I, know, I love God. cilantro. Yeah, cilantro is really good. Um, it does have a good dryness to the mid palate, mm -hmm. though. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little oxidized, but it's cool that we have this at all. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's why I picked it for Beer of the Week. I was a little concerned about it, but I was like, you know what? Let's do it anyway because it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. And this has been a cool week so far. This is some really cool stuff. Yes. I mean, this, uh, we would like to thank the messenger gratefully. Literally. Yes. Like, this was really cool. This is beyond our wildest dreams in terms of what this podcast could turn into in terms of like interaction with our listeners right. and, and stuff that we would be getting uh, to drink on the podcast. I never, ever, ever thought that this would be a possibility. So Someone sent us Treehouse. <laughs> thank you, The Messenger. We uh, appreciate and, you. And honestly, we haven't even gotten to the best beers. Well, don't tease me that like, much. Like, that was cool, but I'm really, I'm really excited to see what you think about this Dre Fontaine. Okay. Um, uh, I know that I'm excited to taste this Mexican cake from Westbrook Brewing Company. Sounds delicious. Um, just because I just have heard so many fantastic things about it. Everyone raves about Bottle Logic. Uh, and F.O. as it's called, Fundamental Observation, and then just a Black Saison. Which is sounds super interesting. Yeah. yeah, and all these beers seem to be highly sought after. We'll have a Hellas in between. So we'll have to come down one day and, you know, maybe go through two of them on a Saturday. We could do a bonus episode. Could do that. If we wanted to, you yeah. know, to just try to, try to drink these beers. Or we could sit on them forever if we wanted I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm either. very excited. I know. I want to drink them all. So uh, next couple of weeks, we'll be going through these beers. Uh, maybe do a full episode. Maybe do a bonus episode. We'll, we'll figure it out. But you might you'll... just drink this Dre Fontaine throughout the whole next episode, just cause. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so we will be uh, letting you guys know about that as we keep going forward. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, review wherever you find us. Uh, download the episodes. Instagram.com slash beers on us. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram. And we will see you guys next week. Traces. And thank you so much for messenger. We love you. God, this is awesome. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.